following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. You're listening to Graham Parsons on vocal and the Flying Burrito Brothers. That one's not too loud. It's a, I guess it has to do with the recording equipment they used back then. I, I would assume so, or maybe the storm did something over here. Last night, who knows? But I always like, I always like the Flying Burrito Brothers. It's one of those bands I really like. Mm-hmm. They just don't jump to the forefront on everything else that I like, you know. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, Grand Parsons was so good. He was, and he was so erratic. Yeah. So we'll play a few more of their, their songs during this hour. Uh, I have a habit of starting these shows with a scripture verse. Today it's from Psalm 68. Psalm 68, uh, verse 1, Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad, let them rejoice before God, yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name Yah, 
J-A-H, and rejoice before him. Um, we're increasingly living in a day and age where uh, spirituality, uh, in my opinion, is needed to discern what's really going on. And um, I believe that spirituality through Jesus Christ, through knowing the Lord Jesus, is the way to go. That's, that's what has been revealed to me, I believe, and it can be revealed to others also. Um, you look at... Uh, the things that are going on in society and in, in the news, uh, you read about uh, Russia or Trump or liberals or fake news, these kinds of things. And um, there is a battle that's going on for men's and women's hearts and minds. I believe that uh, through Christ and through prayer, um, it's made clearer. These things are not all that that easy, and God gives us the ability to see things that we can't see. Things that may be evil, things that are good. We get the, the the vision and the ability to to discern things. So you look at uh, this situation. So Trump meeting with Russia, meeting with uh, Vladimir Putin, and what's that all about? Well, I studied Russian for eight semesters. I know I wasn't in school for eight. Yeah, I was. I was in school for eight semesters. That's four years. And what one of the things that I saw was that the the Russian people, and I got to know something about the Russian people because my uh, professor was was uh, a guy who had traveled to Russia quite a bit. The Russian people are no different than Americans. They're in a big country that's very diverse. It's got lots of different uh, places. And they want the same thing that Americans want. They have a different political system. It has obviously been subject to uh, Marxism, communism at one point in time. People didn't want that long-term, and it fell. And that was replaced by something closer to capitalism. Business is encouraged, and indeed Christianity is encouraged by Vladimir Putin, of all people. So within that country, you have a... uh, a strong Christian contingent 
you also have you know mafia and and uh, uh, organized crime and the political system can be can be uh, corrupt also. But you have a desire on the part of the people to worship and to know God. And this makes the left wing in our country and many other countries livid. Because behind left wing thinking is atheism. Now you could say, well, I know a lot of liberals who are Christian go to church. That's fine. But the political philosophy that they espouse when you strip everything away is atheistic. It, it wants to replace the state. It wants to replace God with the state, with uh, government. And that takes away man's desire for God. He, he's supposed to get all his, the things that he wants or the things that he needs have to come through the state, the government. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. When God arises, you can see things for the way they are. And you can know that, you know, this is a lie. Both Democrat and Republican uh, politicians subscribe to this idea of the state being the be-all, end-all. They just want to run it themselves. They like big government. They want big government. Mitch McConnell wants big government. He doesn't want to shrink the size of government. just as much as Chuck Schumer likes big government. And that underlying philosophy ultimately seeks to replace religion with the state. They tried that in Russia. It failed. We keep trying it today. It will fail. Because... People have a spiritual hunger for something other than something created by man. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. The news you want to know. Need a water rescue. Tourist boats, capsized. Fatalities. The news. Inviting President Putin to the White House. You need to know. That's going to be special. Learn more. Stay in the know. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Our firm, Dupree Financial Group, has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years. My personal time in the investment business spans 40 years. We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. 
Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, more of the Flying Burrito Brothers. I want to talk a little bit about an article. You know, people listen to the news, and my wife was asking me, well, you know, and she's supposed to be a conservative, but she she doesn't understand the, you know, the, the difference between Putin and somebody who's really bad, like uh, Kim Jong-il, whatever his name is, the the guy from North Korea. So this is an article by Caroline Glick. It's in Real P- Clear Politics yesterday. Did U.S. President Donald Trump commit treason in Helsinki when he met Monday with Russian President Vladimir Putin? Should he be impeached? That's what his opponents claim. Former President Obama CIA Director John Brennan accused Trump of treason outright. Brennan tweeted, Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki with Putin rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was nothing short of treasonous. Fellow senior Obama administration officials, including former FBI uh, Director James Comey, Defense Secretary Ashton Carter, and former Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, parroted Brennan's accusation. Almost the entire U.S. media joined them in condemning Trump for treason. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer said that Trump is controlled by Russia and Trump's Republican opponents led by Senators Jeff Flake and John McCain attacked him as well. Trump allegedly committed treason when he refused to reject Putin's denial of Russian interference in the U.S. elections in 2016 and was diffident in relation to the U.S. intelligence community's determination, community's determination that Russia did interfere in the elections. But think about it a minute. This is the intelligence community that's been trying to bring charges against him, some would say false charges, through the Mueller investigation. 
If Trump said that he believed his intelligence community and gave no credence to Putin's denial, he would have humiliated Putin and destroyed any prospect of cooperative relations. That's right. He's meeting with the guy. He's trying to strike. They wanted him to go over there and piss the guy off and let's start war. That's what I believe these liberals want, is war with Russia. And Republicans, they believe when it comes, you know, when it comes to fighting someone who doesn't have their values, they believe in conflict, and they wanted Trump to carry the water for them. Trump, however, tried to strike a balance. He spoke respectfully of both Putin's denials and the U.S. intelligence community's accusation. It wasn't a particularly coherent position. It was a clumsy attempt to preserve the agreements he and Putin reached during their meeting, and it was blindingly, obviously, not treason. In fact, Trump's response to Lemire, whoever that is, and his overall conduct at the press conference did not convey weakness at all. Certainly, he was far more assertive of U.S. interests than Obama was in his dealings with Russia. In Obama's first summit with Putin in July of 2009, Obama sat meekly as Putin delivered an hour-long lecture about how U.S. relations with Russia had gone down the drain. Obama capitulated to Putin on anti-missile defense systems in Poland and the Czech Republic on Ukraine, Georgia, and Crimea. Obama gave Putin free reign in Syria and supported Russia's alliance with Iran on its nuclear program and its efforts to save the Assad regime. He permitted Russian entities linked to the Kremlin to purchase a quarter of American uranium. And, of course, Obama made no effort to end Russian meddling in the 2016 elections. Trump, in contrast, has stiffened U.S. sanctions against Russian entities. He has withdrawn from Obama's nuclear deal with Iran. He agreed to sell Patriot missiles to Poland, and he's placed tariffs on Russian exports to the U.S. If Trump is Putin's agent, what was Obama? See, this is the kind of thing you're being fed in the press. Remember, Psalm 68, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Seek God's way. Seek to know what he's saying, and you'll see things that are truth, and you'll be able to tell the truth from the false. Given the nature of Trump's record and the context in which he made his comments about Russian meddling in the 2016 elections, the question is whether he did anything wrong. The question is why are his opponents accusing him of treason for behaving as one would expect a president to behave? The answer to that is clear enough. Brennan signaled it explicitly when he treated this Trump statements exceed the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors, the unhinged allegations of treason are supposed to form the basis of impeachment hearings. Yes, we want to get rid of him. 
The Democrats and their allies in the media use the accusation that Trump is an agent of Russia as an election strategy. Midterm elections are consistently marked with low voter turnout, so both parties devote most of their energies to rallying their base and motivating their committed members to vote. The promise of impeachment for votes is too radical to serve as an official campaign strategy for the purpose of attracting swing broders and not scaring moderate Democrats away from the party in the polls. Democrat leaders Nancy Pelosi and Hoyer say they have no interest in impeaching Trump. Impeachment talk, they insist, is a mere distraction. But by embracing Brennan's claim of treason, Pelosi, Hoyer, Schumer, and other top Democrats are winking and nodding to the progressive radicals now rising in their party. They are saying they will impeach Trump if they win control of the House of Representatives. Of course they will. The problem with playing domestic politics on the international scene is that doing so has real consequences for international security and U.S. interests. Consider, for instance, Europe's treatment of Trump. Europe is economically dependent on trade with the U.S. and strategically dependent upon NATO. So why are the Europeans so open about their hatred of Trump and their rejection of his trade policies, his policy towards Iran, and his insistence that they pay their fair share for their own defense? Why did EU counsel Donald Tusk attack Trump with such contempt and condescension in Brussels. Where did Tusk get the idea that it's reasonable to speak so scornfully to an American president? Where it's because of the way people are treating him in this country. Of course that's it. He felt like he could get away with it. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. As a marketer, you want to reach everyone adults, teens, millennials. But it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place, right? Actually, wrong. They're all right here, listening to radio commercials just like this one. Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. At AT AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com aware to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes tax. Service will include a monthly data allowance depending on the type and speed of service you receive. If you exceed your monthly data plan allowance, you will be automatically charged $10 for each 50 gigabytes of data usage in excess of your data plan, even if less than 50 gigabytes is used. For details about data allowances, go to att.com slash internet dash usage Wi-Fi enabled device required. Other restrictions apply. 
NTSB and Coast Guard investigators are focusing on the weather and boat safety, including life jackets following the sinking of the Ride the Ducks tour boat on a lake near Branson, Missouri. 17 people in all died on board the bo boat, of them nine of the same family members of Tia Coleman. She survived. ABC's Victor Okendo is on scene. Coleman lost her husband and their three children. They were nine, seven, and just a year old. All of her in-laws lost as well. Her 13-year-old nephew, the only other relative to survive. She said it started to get scary when the water got too choppy and big swells of water started coming into the boat. She says the last thing she heard was her sister-in-law yelling, grab the baby. The White House is not responding to reports. His former lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen recorded a conversation of the president discussing payment involving allegations by a former Playboy model, Karen McDougal, that she and the president had an affair in 2006. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. We'll continue tracking showers, maybe even a scattered thunder shower through the day today. Highs will probably hover in the mid and upper 70s. When you catch a break, it's going to be so humid, it's going to be hard to enjoy anything out there today. Just really not a good-looking Saturday at all. I'm WKYT meteorologist Jim Caldwell on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Guys, don't make her settle for a boring cookie cutter engagement ring. Get her something unique, handcrafted by one of the world's top bridal designers. Hi, it's Tom Leach, voice of the Wildcats, for my friends at Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. Genesis has over 4,000 designer rings in stock. From all the top bridal designers to Corey, Baraggio, Henry Dossie, if she seen it in a bridal magazine, Genesis has it. I promise there is no jewelry store in the state of Kentucky that can offer you more choices. Plus, Genesis has enough diamonds to supply up to 30 regular jewelry stores. From a half carat to 10 carats, plenty of diamonds to choose from, no matter what your budget is. I'm telling you, friends, this is where Wildcat fans get engaged. It's worth the drive to Louisville to get the selection, the designers, the quality, and the value you can only get at Genesis. Genesis Diamonds, also your home for the state's best collection of Swiss timepieces like Brightly, Hank Hoyer, Omega, and more. They're on Shelbyville Road in Louisville, official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats year after year. The word has gotten out on Quantrell Volvo. Ever since the Swedish luxury automaker Volvo Cars announced its 18 XC60 SUV was named 2018 World Car of the Year, demand for XC60 has soared at Quantrell. Again, Volvo XC60 is 2018 World Car of the Year. And since the 18XC90 was named Consumer Guide Best Buy for the third year in a row, sales have skyrocketed. Before you buy anything, check out Quantrell Volvo's award-winning products. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show, where we feature John Short. John Short, good morning. Good morning. That was a great song, but I do remember that song from Dave Dudley and Sully Brown. Yeah. A lot of people have done that song. The Great American. Thank you. Welcome. What's going on, John? Oh, nothing much going on. I heard about Judge Ning got kicked off the view. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. She should have stayed on there. She should have fired that girl who, who kicked out of the building. Yeah, I'm getting ready to talk about that. Um, she was on there for her time slot. Yeah. And then she left. And uh, they didn't treat her very well. Now, Whippy Goldberg should have been fired for what she did. Yeah. They can't fire her. They had to. Yeah, she, yeah, she can't be fired. Justin has the power to do so. She has the power to fire her, yeah. Who does? Justin Neen had the power to fire her, yeah. She she had the power to fire Whoopi Goldberg off that yeah. show? Yep. How's that? Because she's a judge. <laughs> okay. Former judge, yeah. Well. I hope she's listening to the show. I don't think she did fire No, but I don't think she has the power to do so. Yeah. What do you think about Trump and going to vi- visit with the Russian guy? Yeah, but he needs to be more tougher like Reagan does. Yeah. Be be more uh, active on the world stage. Yep. Because Russia is the evil empire and always will be. Gorbachev was because he got out of the Communist Party. Yeah. Well, Russia doesn't have to be the evil empire. If you talk to them like human beings... Yeah. They'll respond. They'll respond. Yeah. They they just want to be accepted. But anyway. Well, how far off is it till football season? September one. So about forty five days, somewhere in there. Forty days. Yep. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I know you are. And we're going to be Central Michigan 35 biggins. All right. 42 to 7. Or 35 to nothing or something like that. Something like that. Yep. All right. Well, I'm, I've I've heard you make that prediction. So you've said it and uh we're going to we're going to hold you to it, John. Okie dokie. All right. Hey, well, hey, Found the uh, way on the book yet, or, or the Michael Sanders book yet? You haven't found that yet? No, I haven't. Um, what times do you work this week? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, nine to one. Oh, you're getting some hours now. Yeah, and I love it too. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, John, you're a great American. You're a great American, yes, indeedy. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Bye. So there's John Short. If you want to see him in person. Go to the Euclid Kroger's, the big Kroger's, and he'll be there sacking groceries from 9 to 1, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday Wednesday, and Thursday of this, this week. Not 7.30. No. Like, like I've tried to track him down up there. Just to be nice to say hi, I thought he'd be up there at 7.30. No, he's not there at 7.30. 9 o'clock, so I'm going to have to adjust my schedule a little bit. Yeah. Go, go in there and check him out. Get your picture made with him. He'll put it on Twitter. He'll sack your vittles. Yes, that's right. Referring to the, uh, let's see if I'm done yet on 
Trump. I don't think I'm completely done on that. So back to Trump visiting with uh, the Russian president. From what two leaders said at their joint press conference, it's hard to know what was agreed to, but Netanyahu's jubilant response indicates that some deal was reached. This is with Trump meeting with uh, Putin. Certainly their statements were strong, unequivocal signals to Iran. Iran is the bad actor in the Middle East. They want to destroy Israel. When Trump said the United States will not allow Iran to benefit from our successful strategy against ISIS, he signals strongly that U.S. forces in eastern Syria will support Israel in a war against Iran and its allied forces in Syria, just as it fought with the Kurds and other allies in Syria against ISIS. When Putin endorsed Israel's position that the 1974 Syrian-Israeli disengagement agreement must be implemented along the border, he told the Iranians that in any Iranian-Israeli war in Syria, Putin will not side with Iran. Time will tell if we just averted, averted war. But what we did learn is that Israel's position in a war with Iran is stronger than it could have been if the two leaders hadn't met in Helsinki. This is very important because Israel is the only democratic country in the Middle East, and they are an ally of the U.S., and as it says here, this is exceedingly important. Trump is being condemned for adopting a conciliatory tone towards Putin while employing a combative tone towards the Europeans, and particularly Germany at the NATO summit. This criticism ignores how Trump operates in the international arena. Listen, Germany and the, the countries in, in NATO have taken the U.S. for granted. They're scornful of us. They talk down our no their nose at us. Trump views his exchanges with foreign leaders as separate engagements. He has goals he wishes to advance with China, North Korea, Russia, Canada, and Mexico. Europe, Britain, U.S. allies. In a separate engagement, Trump employs a combination. In each separate engagement, Trump employs a combination of carrots and sticks. In each engagement, he adopts a distinct manner that he believes advances his goals. And so many of you all think he's stupid. So many people, you know, back to my song, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. As smoke is cleared away, we will see things clearly. So far, unlike Obama's uh, foreign policy, by this point in his presidency, none of Trump's exchanges have brought disaster on America or its allies. To the contrary, America and its allies have much greater strategic remover, maneuver room across a wide spectrum of threats and joint adversaries, joint adversaries than they had when Obama left office. Trump's opponent's obsession with bringing him down has caused great harm to his presidency and to America's position worldwide. 
It is a testament to Trump's commitment to the U.S. and its allies that he met with Putin this week. And the success of their meeting is something that all who care about global security and preventing a devastating war in the Middle East should be grateful for. Now, when will you hear that kind of policy spoken of in the mainstream press? And Trump also had a... uh, press conference with Joe Kernan on CNBC where uh, Trump blasted former President Obama as a patsy for Russia in a new interview released Thursday. Trump claimed in an interview with CNBC that he has been far tougher on Russia than any president in many, many years, maybe ever. Look at the sanctions I put on. Look at the diplomats I threw out. Nobody else did what I've done, Trump said. Obama didn't do it. Obama was a patsy for Russia. He was. We just we just described the things that he did, allowed Russia to do and get away with in the Ukraine and different places. Stood back on Syria. Trump referenced the 2012 statement by Obama where he was caught on a hot mic telling then-president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev, Medvedev, that he would have more flexibility after the 2012 presidential election to negotiate with Russia on missile defense. Trump called Obama's comments stupid, adding nobody does a big deal about about that. Getting along with Putin, getting along with Russia's a positive, not a negative, Trump said. Now, that being said, if that doesn't work out, I'll be the worst enemy he's ever had, the worst he's ever had. Obama imposed sanctions against Russia after the U.S. intelligence community found that the country had interfered in the 2016 election. He also shuttered two Russian compounds in the U.S. and ordered the expulsion of 35 Russian diplomats. Trump has imposed sanctions against Russia multiple times since he took office, including for cyber attacks, and election interference. However, he has done so reluctantly. Okay, well, he's trying to engage what could be a very bad enemy. Okay. Let's look at this one. Liberal blind spots are hiding the truth about Trump country. Is the white working class an angry, backward monolith? This is an article by Sarah Smarsh in the New York Times. Is the white working class an angry, backward monolith? Some 90 million white Americans without college degrees all standing around in factories and fields thumping their dirty hands with baseball bats? You might think so after two years of media fixation on this version of the aggrieved laborer, male, Caucasian, conservative, racist, sexist. This account does white supremacy a great service in several ways. It ignores workers of color along with humane, even progressive white workers. It allows college-educated white liberals to signal superior virtue 
while denying the sins of their own place and class, and it conceals well-informed, formerly educated white conservatives from middle-class suburbia to the highest ranks of influence who voted for, for Donald Trump in legions. The trouble begins with language. Elite pundits regularly misuse working class as shorthand for right-wing white guys wearing tool belts. My father, a white man and lifelong construction worker who labors alongside immigrants and people of color on job sites across the Midwest and South working for a Kansas-based general contractor owned by a woman, would never make such an error. Most struggling whites I know live lives of quiet desperation, mad at their white bosses, not resentment of their co-workers or neighbors of color. My dad's previous three bosses were all white men he loathed for abuses of privilege and people. It is unfair power that my father despises. The last rant I heard him on was not about race or immigration, but about the recent royal wedding, the spectacle of which made him sick. What's so special about royals, he told me over the phone from a cheap hotel after work. But they'll get the best health care, the best education, the best food. Meanwhile, I'm in Marion, Arkansas. All I want is some chickens and a garden and a place to go fishing once in a while. So you have a whole class in this country that controls the media, controls the press, of people who went to college in the Northeast, typically, sometimes other places, but they have their bachelor's and master's degrees and PhDs, and they believe that a whole part of the country is stupid for voting the way they did, when they might have been the smartest thing that's ever happened and in, in electing Trump and putting him in there to negotiate on America's behalf worldwide. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Events are happening faster than ever. NATO needs to be fair. Supreme Court judge. Going to fight this nomination. Meeting with Vladimir Putin. Keep up with your world with News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree Jr. Our firm, Dupree Financial Group, has been engaged in the management of retirement investment accounts of our clients for nearly 14 years. My personal time in the investment business spans 40 years. We bring experience to the table in managing your retirement dollars. If you would like a seasoned and experienced manager to handle your investment portfolio, then give us a call. To schedule a complimentary review of your retirement investments, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or send an email to info at dupreefinancial.com. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP.
That's why I'm so lonesome all the time Crazy arms that reach to hold somebody new While my aching heart keeps saying you're not mine This is no crazy Back on the Tom Dupree show. So, back to our scripture. Psalm 68, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Anything that's an enemy of God is is a lying testimony, something that gives false witness, that bears false witness. And you look at what happened as John Short referred to it, um, Judge Janine Pirro reacts to the View interview. She got on the the View. It's a show in the morning. Women panelists, all who sit around and discuss things, typically from a very liberal point of view. And this judge who had written a book called Liars, Liberals, and something else. Uh, from a conservative viewpoint, Judge Janine came on the show and was basically attacked for her views the minute she sat down. And then she had a uh, an interview with Sean Hannity on his show to talk her out about what happened to her on The View and, and specifically her getting attacked by Whoopi Goldberg, who is a member of the Views uh, panel. Judge Pirro appeared on Sean Hannity's program Thursday afternoon to react to getting kicked off the View by host Whoopi Goldberg earlier in the day and shared what happened after the interview ended. Pirro said after the segment concluded she was walking downstairs to exit the building when Goldberg came at me and screamed, F you. She said Goldberg was literally spitting at her and walked out of the building. Now, in fairness, Whoopi Goldberg has her version of the story, and what she says is we didn't have time to go attack her. So I don't know what's going on here, but I did see the part that was on TV, and the... Uh, amount of condescension and bitterness that these liberals displayed towards Judge Pirro and her views was palpable. And it was really uncalled for. Uh, and this is the way it is when you're a conservative and you come into, and especially if you've done a book or something like that, to kind of emphasize your conservative views on things, you get these ad hominem attacks just out of nowhere because these people, and they, they pull out straw man arguments because they can't win the argument themselves. 
They don't know how to win arguments. Because they don't base their arguments in fact. They base it in, in, in imagination. And so consequently, uh, Judge Pirro was attacked. Now, whether she got attacked afterwards by Whoopi Goldberg, I don't know. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg denies that this happened, and it would make sense that she had to stay in the studio to keep the program going and that maybe the part about being attacked in the hall was made up by Judge Pirro. I don't know. But some of it was made up by Whoopi also. <clears throat> it's just sad that you can't go into uh, what's supposed to be a neutral environment as a conservative and talk about your views and your research and things of that nature <coughs> and get a fair hearing. Despite the show being called The View. Yeah. Judge Pirro said, I've sat on murder trials. I'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone. I've tried murder cases. I've gone against drug cartels. I've never been treated like that in my life. I was stunned, Pirro concluded. Now, she had to have known what she was walking into. And this is just like I was talking about this New York Times piece a little bit earlier uh, where if you don't come from their crowd, you get treated pretty disdainfully. Why your pension is doomed. We're going to talk about this a little bit in coming up in the next hour. Pension costs are soaring across the country and government unions blame politicians for underfunding benefits. If only taxes were higher, state budgets would be just fine. The real problem, as a new study shows, is that politicians have promised over-generous benefits, and that's why the Kentucky pension is in trouble because the benefits that have been given out are way in excess of what was taken in and how fast the money could grow. No matter if it had been funded properly or not. Because there just wasn't a way that it was going to happen. And there's not going to be. Plus, the other thing is lower interest rates. Low interest rates have hurt them also. Stay with us. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP.